Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I go back to SmackDown from this week and the big reveal of Roman Reigns' attacker. Who the hell is this guy? We talk about it, plus we throw out some new ideas about who it could possibly be. I mentioned Luke Harper, and Bully Ray talks about Luke Harper and Braun Strowman when he was back in the WWE. Some revealing comments that you're definitely going to want to hear. Plus, I reveal something that I've never told on the air before, and it has to do with a certain iconic sitcom from the 90s. What could that be? All that right now. On the Busted Open podcast. Roman, we get the unveiling. Guy sitting in that room with a cloth over his head for the entire show. Looks like he was sitting in front of Weird Science. And then we find out, I guess it's, you know, is that, um, is that, uh, his, is, is that Rowan's, you know, Eric Rowan's dad, older brother? I don't know, but the lookalike. So where do you think they're going with the big unveiling of who attacked Roman? Straight to hell. I really don't know. I, I mean, it was it, it was it was underwhelming. I actually saw something on social media. Um, somebody took the ending of SmackDown, uh, like the last one minute, and put the music to curb your enthusiasm to it. You know the the ending music. Do 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 do. do. You know, I guess you're not. Yeah. Well, curb, see, Curb Your Enthusiasm is a very funny show, mm-hmm. but you probably wouldn't find it funny because there's not poop jokes in it and just a random naked girl. Anyway, I didn't find the ending of SmackDown. Uh, I didn't understand it. If it's a cliffhanger, it's going to be interesting to see where they go storyline-wise. That just might be the end of it. The whole story might have been that it's just some backstage hand who made a mistake. I think I was as confused as everybody else. I'm not going to sit here and bash it mm-hmm. because I don't know what it is. And obviously it's not, well, I can't say obviously. Maybe it was the guy, maybe it's Roman's, not Roman. Maybe it's Rowan's dad. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, at first glance, did you like it? Well, I think it just left you confused. Like, you know, my face was very similar to Roman Reigns' face. Like, all right, what the hell is this? And I'm thinking, for me, Bully, it's just a deflection. I thought for this entire time that Daniel Bryan's behind this. I said the possibility of Samoa Joe. But 
this is obviously setting something up. What could this be setting up? It has to be Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, right? You would imagine because those are the two most over um, performers, characters, wrestlers in the story. But Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, you know, that's always a hard dynamic in the ring when you have the, you know, significantly smaller heel Mm -hmm. versus the bigger babyface. And I guess that's where Roman will come in playing the heater in the situation. Um, I was intrigued to see, you know, who 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 it was going to be, who supposedly attacked Roman. I, I think this is just going to be a string of lies, and swerves, and dips until we get to who it really was. Like h- here is another disconnect for me with the uh, with the reveal. Let's say that 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 guy is just some random dude who did it, right? Yeah. Why would he allow himself to sit backstage with a hood over his head like he just got captured by the CIA and was about to be interrogated? Wouldn't it have been a lot more realistic if they would have had him in a room and the face would have just been blurred? It would have made more sense because, like you said, to have access, and I maybe we're diving in a little too deep, but to have access that you would be able to be backstage and be a stagehand. And also you gotta you got to talk about the, the attack with the car. There's got to be more to it than just some random guy. Yeah, but, but Dave, like before we got the reveal, about 20 minutes before we get the reveal, Daniel Bryan and Rowan walk into the room and they start to to talk to the man that's underneath the hood. Mm-hmm. There was nothing tied where the hood was held down. The guy could have taken the hood off of his head at any moment. Why did he allow himself to be in a room with a hood on his head? We can assume that it was for the entire two hours. Or we can assume that that was the first time that we saw him. And he had a hood over his head for 20 minutes. Why? For what reason? That's where, like, it, to me, it gets a little hokey. I'm, I'm cool with holding off the reveal, but I would have much preferred to see them walk into the room and have the guy's face digitized out. But and also, then, too, and then, and, and then maybe, and then maybe uh, uh, agree to be seen. Something else. Have him in a in a separate room, but to have him under a hood. As if they were holding him hostage or captive. It wasn't a small man, was it? No. Okay. Um, I I just don't get it. I think there were more creative ways that they could have done it. They could have. You could have seen Daniel Bryan and Eric Ro- Rowan walk into a room, and then maybe the guy was hidden in the bathroom, and they they look in the bathroom and they go, "Roman's going to be in here in twenty minutes, and you're going to fess up to him." And then when Roman walks in the room, the guy could have come walking out of the bathroom and revealed himself. Having the hood on his head did nothing for me. Well, here's the thing. The reason they did that, Bully, is just like when I was watching, who is under that hood? 
Like now you're thinking, okay, well, I Buddy Murphy's in the ring wrestling Daniel Bryan, so it can't be Buddy Murphy. You know, I'm looking at it. It it, it can't be Samoa Joe. You know, you're, so you're. I was racking my brain the entire show trying to figure out who could possibly be under that hood. So. There's the anticipation, and now it's the end of the show. You're closing the show. The hood is pulled off, and it's somebody you don't know. It's somebody that looks like Eric Rowan. So the whole time you're anticipating, who could this be? Who could this be? And they threw out somebody that nobody knows who it is. That's a dangerous situation to put yourself under because you're building up the anticipation for the viewer for something that's going to be anticlimactic. That's a dangerous thing, especially when you have a really good SmackDown like we had Tuesday night. But like you always say, Bully, you're always going to look at the ending. That was a very underwhelming and confusing way to end SmackDown Tuesday night. Confusing, underwhelming, anticlimactic. It's almost like we're talking about weird science. What I'm saying is that they could have done the reveal in a – in a in a smarter way, in a in a way that I don't think is insulting to the fans. I'm watching this going, there's no way this person is just allowing themselves to be filmed with a hood over their head that would be restricting their breathing that they could pull off at any given moment and go, hey, this is a load of crap. What are you guys doing to me over here? I would have much preferred to have seen seen the WWE tell their story in a little bit more of a realistic realistic way, uh, a little bit of a smarter way. Because listen, no matter how you would have done the reveal, it would have been underwhelming. We we can agree on that. Yes, it's just how they got to it. Seeing him underneath that hood, it's almost like it's the ending of a Scooby Doo. You know. When, when, when they pull the hood off and, oh, Mr. Smithers, you know, it, it's kind of like they're catering to, cate, still catering to that 12-year-old. And I would much prefer that moment in time because it's a more, it's a more mature storyline that they would have treated it as a, a, as a legitimate situation. It, it, let's Dave, let's just say you, you were going to do the same thing. Would you ever be able to sit somebody down in a room and keep a hood over their head? No, of course not. Especially if, when you're not bound up. You can actually take it off at any time. That's that, that, and that's what I to, when I always talk about connecting the dots, that's what I mean. They could have connected the dots a lot better there. They could have done the reveal a lot better there. I mean, you got a guy sitting in a chair backwards. He's all fidgety. He's moving around. You heard him grunting and breathing heavy. He's got this hood over his head that he could have just pulled off at any time, stood up and went, this is a bunch of bull crap. Why are you guys doing this to me? I didn't do nothing. Or I'm not sitting here with a hood. He looked like a, he looked like a, a, a big, you know, a big burly biker that could have just beat the crap out of anybody at any given moment. But there he is sitting calmly with a hood over his head because Rowan and Daniel Bryan asked him to. And here's the other thing. Now, listen, this could get right back on track, and maybe we're going to find out a reason that everything that happened Tuesday night, and that could happen next week on SmackDown. But I've been invested in this, and that was a weird, confusing ending, and you never want it to be confusing to the viewer. Did they get off track on Tuesday? Did they make a bad left-hand turn? On Tuesday, do you think a lot of fans maybe are starting to get disinterested in this storyline based on what we saw on SmackDown Tuesday Night Bully? 
as I talk about, it's all about the follow-up. It depends what they do next Thursday. That will tell me if I'm disinterested or not. I know that at the end of SmackDown this week, I was scratching my head. Because one part of me says there's no way in hell that the WWE is just going to start telling this story about who tried to take out Roman Reigns just to have it end with somebody that we do not know. Some stagehand, some uh, uh, Eric Rowan's dad, um, somebody who had a vendetta against Roman Reigns. It, it's to us, it's a nobody character that we can't relate to. So I'm puzzled by who it is. I will definitely tune in next week to see if they give us a a follow up to see if they give us a payoff. So I'll re- I'll reserve my judgment on that question till next week. And you said payoff. There needs to be a payoff. So if there's a payoff, it has to come to a match actually in the ring. And let me ask you this. The minute they took the hood off the guy, why didn't Roman Reigns start to beat the crap out of him? Because I think he was floored because he was probably expecting somebody completely different. How come he didn't say, who the hell are you? Like I said, I get it. It's pro wrestling and it's all theater and it's all performance art. I get it. So they wanted to go off with a giant cliffhanger. But I would have much preferred in that moment of time, Dave, Think about it if it was you, okay? The hood just got pulled off. What would you say? I'd be like, who the F are you? At the very least, that's what you would have said. And if they would have, if, 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 if Roman Reigns would have looked at the guy and go, who the hell are you? And then they would have went off the air? I would have an easier time with that. But just that puzzled look on everybody's faces? Oh, my God, who could this be? It's a little too much of that, uh, I don't want to say corny or hokey. I really don't. Well, I, don't I mean, be, and now I don't it, want to be unfair, but but it's a little, to me, that it, it was a little bit corny to have Romans say nothing. And, it, and now they're or, 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 or I'm sorry, Dave, or you could have went the other way. You could have had Daniel Bryan pull off the hood. And as Roman is looking there puzzled and doesn't know how it is, Daniel Bryan could have said, now you know, where's our apology? And then you go off the air. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Trying to figure out who the hell is behind all the shenanigans that's taking place on SmackDown. A lot of S's. Scooby, Shaggy, Scrappy, Shenanigans, SmackDown. I'm going to go real outside the box for a second on this one. Let's just say that we're we're totally wrong about all of this stuff. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has nothing to do with Daniel Bryan, and it has nothing to do with Eric Rowan. We know that the guy that they revealed basically looked like a direct family member of Eric Rowan. Could have been his dad, right? Yes. Could have been an uncle, right? Yep. Is there anybody else in the entire WWE that that guy looked like? 
with with the features and the beard, it's it, to me it's Eric Rowan. I can't really think of anybody else. He didn't look like Tia, uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, did he? No. Ciampa's not a part of this storyline, is he? No. As a way to bring him back in? It's a real outside-of-the-box thought. So Ciampa, maybe. The only reason I'm even considering this is what because of what Roman was able to do for Buddy Murphy. And what a way to introduce somebody like Ciampa back into the mix. All right, let's. I, and I know this is outside the box, and this is a crazy theory, but let's try to break that down for just a second. Maybe there's some pieces to the puzzle I'm missing. So if I am, fill me in, bully, and I'm sure the nature will I don't, fill me he, in. Dave, too. let's not even waste our time. I don't have the pieces to the puzzle. No, 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 no. But let's. All right, I'm not talking about the missing pieces. Let's talk about the pieces we already have. Okay, so we saw the footage backstage of somebody who looked like Eric Rowan. Somebody that was in a hoodie, the hoodie covering their head. All we saw, really, is somebody with a little size to them, correct? And somebody with a beard. That's basically all we saw, correct? As a matter of fact, and, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the footage that they had from backstage where you saw the person behind this or possibly behind this was in black and white. So I don't even know if it was a red beard. Was it in color? You sure about that? Oh, oh the footage of the man with the hoodie. Was that in color? Because I could have sworn that was just in black and white. But but again, if it's champ, could easily dye the hair color of the beard. I don't know. I, 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 I'm just, a, remember how the, uh, the one of the callers said, he said, oh, maybe this could have been EC3 or somebody else. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put a little bit of credibility on that phone call mm-hmm. and think maybe they're introducing somebody new, not somebody like an EC3 who unfortunately is pretty far down the ladder, but a guy like Ciampa who they obviously have plans for, unfortunately got injured at, at an inopportune time, but they're going to want to bring the guy back with something Maybe this is that something because and – and, th- and I'm thinking this because of the work that Roman was able to do with Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy got made because of that match with Roman. I mean, yeah, I mean, last week beating Daniel Bryan, that's cool. But honestly, in my eyes, Buddy Murphy got more over in his match with Roman Reigns than he did by beating uh, Daniel Bryan. Yes, I agree. I agree because of so, because of Roman Reigns and the way we perceive Roman Reigns. So, uh, and, and and if you and if you listen to the response to that match, a lot of people were shocked by the win, and there's still a lot of Daniel Bryan fans out there, despite him doing a phenomenal job with his heel work. So, I was just going to throw that out there. By no means am I saying I'm right or I think I'm on the right track. You're throwing or out a wild card. You're throwing something, I, you know, because out there because. Because the the guy with having that same beard and that same look as Champa, although different in stature, Champa, you know, it may, maybe it was Champa's cousin or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'll just go run my face into a brick wall. Don't now. do that, please. Can uh, I run your face into a brick no, wall? No, you're not. Because of weird science. Oh, stop it. Can I throw out my like extreme wild card? You know, out of left field. Yes, Luke Harper. Sure, it would make sense. Absolutely. 
You somebody can tie has, him back in, sure. Somebody who has a history there. But is it underwhelming? You, re- you talked about the underwhelming reveal. See, uh, for me, here's the thing. Both names that we just mentioned as extreme wild cards out of left field, I don't think either one of those are, are underwhelming. Champa is somebody that people who know Champa, and ha- and obviously Champa having the reputation, even if you're not a an avid NXT watcher, they know of Tomasa Champa, and then Luke Harper is somebody that I thought of the Wyatt family was the best in the ring and a character that I really enjoyed and has been off of TV for seems like forever. Always felt like they could have done more with him. Do I think it's Luke Harper? No. But I'm just throwing out the crazy possibility. All of the things that you have said about Luke Harper on camera, you're 100% accurate with. But this is a guy that we kind of have seen the WWE kind of put on the back burner or even worse than the back burner. And if you remember that letter that Luke, Luke Harper uh, wrote and put on social media before WrestleMania, you, he, he admittedly was like as low as he's ever been in his career. Yeah. And he admitted that he does not believe that the WWE sees anything in him anymore. And he's not where he's sure where his career is going. There have been reports that he's actually back on the road with them. I don't know if this is true or not. But the WWE would have had would have had to have done a complete 180 on Luke Harper, and and now see him as a player. So I understand where your idea comes from. I'm just not sure that that's where if he's in the in the best graces of WWE creative. Yeah, and I know that Luke Harper is somebody. I think he's he's he started to get put back on live events like July. He started to be put back on live events. Hasn't been on TV forever. And Dave, as a guy who, listen, me and Devon were brought in for three reasons. Work with the New Day, work with the Wyatt family, work with the Usos. I worked with Luke Harper. I worked with Rowan. I worked with Bray. I worked with Braun. All of those guys in their own right, really, really good. But Luke Harper was the standout worker. Luke was the standout worker. Bray was awesome. Bray is a total package, but everybody loved working with Luke Harper. Braun Strowman body slammed me so hard in Madison Square Garden, I thought I shit out my liver. Obviously very green at that point, I'm guessing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he was. But seriously, I've never been body slammed so hard in my life. I thought one of my organs shot out of my butthole. Is that something that needed to have an apology afterwards? Like, like, and I'm just, just put me in the, into that moment. So, a talk was had. Okay, all right. A talk, a talk was, was had, had. Okay. but not like a not 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 like a mean spirited talk or anything like that. An educational talk, basically telling him, brother, you don't realize how strong you really are. So I'm gonna once you get me up there, gravity's gonna pull me back down, no matter what. You don't have to help gravity when you're when you're putting me back down. And and that's awesome that you did that because that's an education. And I'm guessing from what we're seeing from him now, he took what you had to say to heart. 
Dave, I've told you the story once before. Um, right around that time that um, uh, Braun was in the Royal Rumble. Remember when him and Brock had that square off in the Rumble? Yes. And Braun, Braun looked like a deer in the headlights and really didn't do very well in that moment in uh-huh. time. Right around that time, two very, very, very high ups in the WWE pulled me on the side and asked me my opinion of Braun Strowman. Because they they were on the fence about him. And I put Braun over to the moon. I said, yes, he is green. But all he wants to do is get better and learn. And he was humble. And he was cool to deal with. And I could not have been any more complimentary about Braun Strowman. And these two people looked at me and told me I was crazy. Really? Yes. No way, Bubba. No, nah, no. Nah. And, and and the words the words "you're crazy" was were actually told to me. I, and I'm just giving you a little. You asked you asked me to tell the story, so that's why I'm telling it. I saw something in Braun Strowman a long time ago because I got to be in the ring with him. Dreamer knew too because Dreamer was in the was tagging with me and Devon while we were working with the Wyatt family. And it was it wasn't like Braun was making mistakes in the ring, but that's going to happen all the time. Everybody, not everybody, is great the minute they step in a ring. So Braun was a work in progress because it takes a long time to get this. Braun is light years ahead now of where he was then, but it what it's what happened backstage. It's the wanting to learn, the asking of questions. He was a sponge, Bubba. <clears throat> Why did we do this? Or could, could we have done this different? And I'm not just asking me, but asking everybody. So when you see a young talent like that wanting to learn and being humble and wanting to get better and not just sitting back and going, well, I'm the biggest guy in the company, so they're just going to hand it to me. That's when it's a pleasure to help educate a, a guy like that, despite the fact that I pooped my liver. Yeah, and you know what? You appreciate that, I'm sure, as a respected person in the locker room and a veteran, that there's going to be somebody that's humble and asking questions because you're only going to get better, Bully, if you ask questions. Dave, to this day, after a match, I will find somebody. I mean, it's kind of hard in Ring of Honor because you know, ha- there's not really anybody there who's been working as long as I have. But whenever I was in the WWE or TNA or any company where there was somebody who had been working longer than me or understood psychology or storytelling better than me, I would always go directly to them and ask them, what could I have done better? Don't tell me what I did good. You don't have to blow smoke up my ass because the fans already told me what I did good because they reacted to it. What did you see out there that I could have done better? Could I throw one less punch? Could I've done? Uh, could I've taken out a false finish? Could I add? Could I have added this in? So, you, as Ric Flair has said, you're never done learning in this business. And you know what? When it comes to Braun Strowman, we saw what was it the um, the 2018 Royal Rumble? Remember where he gave that knee to Brock, and Brock just wailed on him. That's a receipt. Remember we were talking about receipts last week. Yep, that's a receipt. And I got to tell you, I agree with Mark Henry. I heard you you and Mark talking on uh, Tuesday where Mark said, you said to Mark, you thought Braun Strowman was ready for the Universal Championship. And Mark said, Dave, I don't agree. 
And I agree with Mark. There's still something missing to Braun. It's one more step before I think he's ready for that Universal Championship. I'm, and I, but I can't put my finger on it. I think it's the connection with the fans. I think sometimes he has a tremendous connection, and then sometimes we see him backstage with Maria Kanellis, and Maria's going, oh boy, you're a real man, you're a real monster, and Braun's going, ruh, ruh, ruh. and I think that takes it away. Mm-hmm. I want to see Braun Strowman in main event type spotlights at all times, not doing those kind of backstage things that I believe might take away from how he's perceived. Don't get me wrong. Seeing him eat chocolate cake, I could deal with a little bit of humor because that's like Steve Austin playing the ukulele with Kurt Angle. That I can deal with, but I don't want to see him acting like that hokey monster. And I think that that emotional connection with the people just has to, it has to be a domino effect week to week to week. They have to build on Braun Strowman. And maybe that's where they're going with him now. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. And I think when you were talking about Braun Strowman bully and you mentioned about how Braun was somebody who was respectful, humble, and asked a lot of questions, you also mentioned Luke Harper and that you thought he was the best worker at your last time with the WWE. And is it just me or is there something I'm missing when it comes to Luke Harper? Because I thought Luke had all the tools. We had him in studio if you remember, about a year and a half ago, Bully. Man, I think that guy's a star. It's funny how certain people, when it comes to the WWE, falls through the cracks. I, I think Luke Harper just might not be on Vince McMahon's radar. It's the only thing it could possibly be. He He's one of those guys that when you saw your name next to his on the lineup, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. Because he was fun to work with, he was great to work with. He understood. He 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 took care of everybody. He was he was snug but not stiff. Um, if you polled the entire locker room, everybody would tell you that they enjoyed working with Luke Harper. That's not to say that they didn't enjoy working with Rowan or Wyatt or or Braun, but Luke was widely uh, loved as a guy backstage and in the ring. So when I see somebody fall out of grace with the WWE and all of the things add up to a positive, it's got to be one thing. He just fell out of favor favor with Vince. And it, it might not even be that he fell out of favor with creative because creative might be pushing for him. But at the end of the day, Vince might just be saying no. So when you say fall out of favor... That doesn't mean that necessarily something bad happened. It could be just like Vince McMahon looks at him and at that moment doesn't have anything creative that he feels he could do with somebody like a Luke Harper. Correct. Despite the fact that Luke Harper probably not, probably never received 
one negative report from being on the road uh, in his entire time there. After every event, there's something called an agent's report or a producer's report where they report back to to Vince and home base about how the live events were, Mm -hmm. you know, whether the live event was in, you know, Tokyo or, or Sheboygan. There's always a report. I guarantee you, never, never was uh, Luke Harper's name mentioned in a negative way. So when you look at it, and the boys loved them, the producers loved them, this guy loved them, that guy loved them. I bet you even creative loved them. I maybe Vince just didn't see it. So if you looked at the Wyatt family, right, and you know how Vince kind of uh, looks at people, obviously Bray was the star, right? Because yeah. Bray, Bray Wyatt was the Max Katie. Uh, he was the... Um, he was the leader. Yeah, but who's the... Uh, the um, what's the one character they always tried to do? Well, no, it was, it was Max Katie, wasn't they always yeah, trying to... it was to... Max Katie from Cape Fear, but the guy that they were trying to do was Waylon, Waylon Mercy. Oh, yes. So I'm sorry. For, he uh, was from the, there, yes. He, he, he became the Waylon Mercy, who they were looking for for 30 years. Okay, now Rowan just looks like a big, intimidating Viking, right? Mm-hmm. Strowman is just a beast. I mean, Stro- Strowman and Rowan are both in Vince McMahon's wheelhouse, right? Yes. When it comes to their look, that's got old school WWF written all over it. When he looked at Harper, what do you think he saw? Probably just just a guy how did how does it with his ring gear and his disheveled look what do you think vince mcmoss vince mcmahon saw like a backwoods hick probably something along those lines and he might have not been in love with that look he might not have been in love with his whole presentation despite the fact that it worked so well within the wyatt family am i telling you this factually no Am I telling you this from what I've seen over my 28 years in the business and my time in WWE? Yes. Sometimes Vince can just look at somebody and go, nope. Well, it's it's almost like getting pigeonholed. Like when actors get pigeonholed with a role from a movie and people can't accept that character doing anything else because they just they will always look at that actor as the character in that popular movie. You know, yeah. Uh, but if you're gonna if you're gonna say that Luke Harper got pigeonholed, who was who's the most synonymous with Harper? It's Rowan, and Rowan didn't get pigeonholed. Ro- Rowan was able to reinvent himself. No, they were able to reinvent Rowan. Okay, fair enough. And what has he really been reinvented into? He's there's kinda... been no there's no been no reinvention of Rowan. He's Daniel Bryan's bodyguard. It's right. Yes or no? No, you're right, and it's frustrating because when I look at Eric Rowan, I don't look at this look at him as a great wrestler. I look at Luke Harper as a great wrestler. So you're right, Eric Rowan playing the bodyguard role. I think fits him right now. What they do with him later, I don't know, but it fits him right now. Man, you're not even getting giving Luke Harper the the. I mean. Nothing. You're giving him nothing. You're not even giving him the opportunity to be a bodyguard for somebody. He's not on TV. I mean, he's 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 nowhere. A guy that talented should be be able to use for something. I mean, at the very least, you could use Luke Harper as a guy 
to work with younger talent. Now, does a guy like Luke Harper want to be that guy? No. Luke Harper wants to be a star. He's still in the prime of his career. But when it comes down to it, because the man has a family, having a job and a steady paycheck from the WWE is better than not. Unless a guy like Luke, Har- Luke Harper can go to an AEW well, he or asked, a Ring of he, Honor. Don't forget, he asked for his release, and obviously now with the, the environment the way it is, he wasn't granted that release. So now so now you weren't being you. You're ultra-talented. Everybody thinks you're great. Nobody has any problems with you, and you're not being used, right? You're nowhere on TV. You know, you're only being used at live events. So then you're saying, you know what? I'm not being used. I know how talented I am. Can you give me my release? You're not using me anyway. And they didn't grant him his release. So now you're dead because not only are you not being used, you just signed your own death warrant by asking for your release and it not being granted. So now you can't even leave and bet on yourself. I can definitely understand why he asked for his release. Just like I can understand why a Cody asks for his release or anybody else does. If you're not happy with what's going on and you feel like you can do better and you feel like your career is passing you by, you got to do it. They didn't. But at the very least, they can be using him in the ring with guys that they want to become better. Guys that need reps. I don't know what they're doing with him. And, and 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 we're spending a lot. The only reason I'm spending this much time talking about Luke Harper is because I like him. Yeah. Because if you look at it, we're taking up a lot of time on our show talking about a guy that we haven't seen in forever. And this this, I think, speaks to how much I like Luke Harper because I have no problem giving him the time of day when nobody else will. I mean, I that's somebody I would love to have on my roster. Let's go back out to the nation. Let's go out to Mark in Kansas. Mark, what did you want to say about all the moves that are taking place in this crazy landscape? Hi, guys. Great uh, great show. Love it. Um, I just want to talk about NXT moving to uh, USA Network on Wednesday. Uh, that's going to be awesome. I know for me, I never got into uh, NXT because it was only on the network. So I think the move to USA is going to be great for them. Uh, kind of gives um, their superstars on that uh, show, you know, like more some more exposure to everything that's going on. Uh, I know that I'm kind of going back and watching some old, uh, you know, shows of NXT from previous years. And I know that some of the superstars that are on there uh, were great in NXT. You know, for example, Finn Balor, NXT Finn Balor is far better than main roster Finn Balor. So do you guys see any – main roster superstars going to NXT uh, when they have their show on USA Network. And then I also had another thought about AEW when you guys are done with that, I guess. Really quick, Mark, because what you said is very interesting to me. So you you subscribe to the WWE Network, right? Yeah. All right, so why haven't you watched NXT in the past? What was the reason why you didn't watch I just didn't know anybody on that. Okay, so there are unfamiliar faces to you, so it's just on the network anyway. It's one hour once a week. It wasn't interesting to you. But now the perception is completely different, right? It's going to be live on USA for two hours. So now you're like, all right, now i got to find out what this NXT is all about, right? 
Yeah. I, I Bully, I find that fascinating because I'm wondering if there are more fans out there, Bully, like Mark. I know with me, uh, and, and I, uh, I can't even put my finger on it, Dave. Sitting in front of my television set watching NXT is a lot more pleasurable to me than watching the network on my computer. Now, I know I can probably watch it on my TV, but I'm not that savvy when it comes to electronics. Velvet is. I should ask her for help. Actually, she tried to help me by telling me to watch Monster Squad instead of Weird Science, and I should have listened to her like I should have listened to The Nation about the Blue Brothers and not listened to you. But I digress. I understand what the caller's talking about. And, you know, but also, too, about the unfamiliar faces. Now we know those faces. So I'm wondering but, now, because forget about the technology thing, because I'm with you on that, too. I'd much rather watch it on my TV than watch it on my phone or my home computer. But, but what Mark is saying is different in the fact that he never gave it any time because he didn't know who anybody was. But now the perception has changed. I'm wondering if there's more fans that are now going to give NXT a chance that never watched it before. That already has a big audience base based on what's, who's watching it on the network. I'm thinking by what Mark said, because it's fascinating to me, you, you're, you're already going to see a jump in that interest for NXT because of the perception of it being on USA. I don't like it when people say, I didn't watch something because I did not know who somebody is. Watch this. Did you know who Ric Flair was the first before you saw him for the first time? No. Didn't you have to have a first time with Ric Flair? Yes. Dusty Rhodes? Yes. Hulk Hogan? Yes. Steve Austin? The Rock? Blah, 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 blah. You need to see somebody for the first time before you know who they are. If you don't witness them for the first time on your own, then you're just a sheep listening to other people's opinion on them. That's true, but I don't think that's where Mark was going with on that phone call. And Mark, thanks so much for the phone call. Because here, it's different than just saying, I'm not going to invest in time into somebody I don't know. Listen, look at the landscape of pro wrestling right now, Bully. There's a lot to watch. But if you're a, w- if you're a WWE fan and you have SmackDown and you have Raw, that's live and that's five hours of programming and there's a, a show like NXT. And I obviously, Bully, don't buy into this perception, but I'm looking at it as maybe a casual fan that does. Why am I going to invest the time in an hour of a brand that they already call a developmental brand? That means it's not big time. Who calls it a developmental brand? The WWE had called that a developmental brand. The, the early perception of NXT was that it was a developmental brand. It's not that anymore, but that was the foundation of what NXT was. I'm just uh, saying... I I'm just saying, Bully, I think there's going to be a lot more people now because it's on USA and because it's two hours, and now it's no longer going to be called that developmental brand. They're going to take the opportunity to finally watch it. I mean, 1,000%, because now it's going to be there right in front of their face. They're not going to have to go search it Mm -hmm. out. The WWE is going to make it easy to, uh, to view NXT. And what I think they should do if they really want to make this competitive with AEW is obviously they need to stay true to their roster now. But anybody that was in in NXT that is now on the main roster who who, who were heavy hitters within NXT, I'd like to see them come back to NXT for some of those shows. Because I know if I got, uh, not AJ Styles, I know if I have uh, Samoa Joe 
or Ricochet also appearing on NXT with the NXT stars that they have now, like the Riddles or the or the uh, or the Velveteen Dreams. Th- that's going to be a great mixture of talent. That's going to play to the same audience that AEW is playing to. Yeah, and Mark Henry said this, and it goes to what you were saying, too. He would love to see some of those former NXT champions that aren't really being used on Raw or SmackDown. Put them back on NXT. Reintroduce them. You're going to see that happen, Dave. No matter what, you're going to see it happen. Just like I told you that Vince would never give the night away and that he would never run unopposed, I'm Mm -hmm. telling you right now, you will see people from Raw and SmackDown on that NXT show. Now, hopefully, they don't, they're not the majority. Hopefully, they're just peppered in to help with the show. Because it's not about turning NXT on Wednesday nights into Raw or SmackDown. NXT really has a chance to flourish because it's so much different than Raw and SmackDown. So NXT, where everybody's talking about AEW, AEW, but NXT might truly be the victor here because people are going to finally see these younger talents much like AEW are, Mm -hmm. and the younger talents in NXT have an advantage because those younger talents in NXT are being brought up and trained and and they're getting more reps under their belt than the younger talents at AEW. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Dave, have you ever seen an episode of Seinfeld? I have not. All right. Time out on the field. The show comes to a screeching halt right now. Mm -hmm. You bust my balls about not seeing movies like Bachelor Party or weird science. You've never seen. You've, Hold on, Dave. Wait, let Hold me. Hold on. You know, don't, no, don't no. Let me accuse, finish. No, but don't let me finish. Me of things. I said the princess. I'm in the middle of a sentence. All right, go ahead. I'm in the middle of a sentence. Go ahead. You sit here and you bust my balls about all these movies, okay? Mm-hmm. That you had to go to the movie theater to see, but you have never seen an episode of Seinfeld, one of the a uh, 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 long running sitcom that basically everybody and their mother knows about but you haven't seen not even one episode you think you pissed off velvet about the movies dreamer is going to have your head on a silver platter you've never seen seinfeld i chose not to why i'm choosing it man i chose not to. why have you never watched seinfeld i'm gonna tell you why there was a string of HBO specials back in the day, uh, live at Rodney Dangerfield's club. Do you remember that? Yeah. Amateur. I saw Dice for the first time. Ah, and I'm glad you brought Andrew Dice Clay up. There was an episode of that show at Dangerfield's nightclub and had Andrew Dice Clay, had Roseanne Barr, had Nelson, all these stand-up comedians, and it had Seinfeld. And of all the comedians that were on stage that night, I thought the worst was Jerry Seinfeld. I was not a fan of his stand-up. So when he got a show, 
I didn't watch because I didn't like his stand-up. So why would I watch? If I didn't like Jerry Seinfeld, the stand-up comedian, why would I watch his show? Well, I could understand why you wouldn't watch his first show Mm -hmm. or his second show or his first season. But after this show picked up so much steam and it was the be-all and end-all of sitcoms, you would have thought, you would have said to yourself, hey, let me at least give this a shot for one show. It's not about his stand-up routine. It's a completely different show. So wait, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go on even a longer limb here. Have you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? That's uh, the uh, Larry David created show, correct? Back to the original question. Have you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? I have not. You've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. You've never seen an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Your credibility is completely shot. You're done. Seriously? Take your headphones off your head. Put them on the desk. Walk away. It's a wrestling show, so I don't oh like, I my god! Watching you hypocrite! Has anything to do with pro wrestling? You hypocrite! That's part of being Dave LaGreca. Did being you wait? Dumb. Seinfeld <laughs> is life, as Dreamer will tell you. I, I don't even want to look at my social media right now because I guarantee you, you are getting demolished. That's fine because you know what? I'm, not a, sheep, I'm not a sheep bully. Okay. I'm not okay. just going to go by okay. word of mouth where everybody yep. tells you you have yep. to watch a show. Sure. I chose not to watch the show. And everybody knows that to be an ultimately great TV show, you have to be on at least 10 years. They were only on for nine. Uh, I just want to read a tweet right now from one of our most loyal nation listeners. Um, one minute ago, uh, one of the best fans of the show, Marissa Rivas, chimed in and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave LaGreca has never seen Seinfeld. I am deeply distraught over this news. Bully Ray gets a pass on all movies he hasn't seen moving forward. Seinfeld is an institution. A shocking busted open moment this morning. Do you know who Marissa Rivas is? Rivas? Yes. However the hell she pronounces the last <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, she is the, uh, she's our boss, in essence. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to You're go. getting buried by your boss. Well, you know what, Bully? <laughs> well, you know what, Bully? Daniel Faint, who is a loyal listener to Busted Open and actually paid for his subscription, unlike Marissa, said, <laughs> consider, said, Dave, consider yourself lucky. I wish I had never seen a single episode of Seinfeld worst show ever yeah i just deleted that guy from social media hey you know what i am now becoming friends with my my guy daniel i now follow him on twitter i cannot believe you haven't seen seinfeld of all the shows not to see well maybe Uh, you know what you know what tonight maybe i'll take the time out and watch an episode of seinfeld I'll ask Alex Metz, who's another big fan of the show, to tell me which one is the best, and I'll watch it tonight. Oh, me and the other 80 million people on planet Earth who are a fan of the show? <laughs> I think you can just ask about anybody. It came on, it came on when I was in college. Last thing I was doing, when was that, on Tuesday nights? Seinfeld yeah, was, was on back in the day. Playboys in the corner. So what? What's, I'd, rather look at an ep- I'd rather look through my Playboy than watch Seinfeld. But now, being a 48-year-old man, I'll watch an episode of Seinfeld. It's never too late. It's never too late. You're a walking George Costanza.
Is that some? Uh, is that like a character from Curb Your Enthusiasm or something? Dear God, go to break. <laughs> Coming back with the theme of Fatso, the Tom Del uh, Dom DeLuise hit from 1980. You remember that movie? Bully. One of me and Dreamer's favorite movies. Get the honey, Junior. How <laughs> great. Go S in. <laughs> Sonny Apollato. How great was that? Get the honey, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Scratch? Yes, we're, we're here from Chubby Checkers. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Scratch? That whole Seinfeld thing. I'm watching Fatso when I get home. <laughs> Screw that Seinfeld garbage. Uh, just go to Dreamer's Twitter. Mark LaBelle chimes in on Twitter. He says, I bet if Seinfeld took place in the, quote, shadows of New York, Dave would have watched it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that took place in New York, right? <clears throat> Dear God. <laughs> uh, Dan wants to know, since uh, since Dave LaGreca has never seen Seinfeld, has he ever touched a boob? <laughs> well, being the, ma being the fact that I have kids and uh, I've been married three times, the answer to that is yes. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, Dave. <laughs> To All quote, right. The, to quote the great junkyard dog, grab them cakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you should be grabbing them pierogies. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get back to the wrestling talk? Wait a minute. What if we play grab them cakes but substitute pierogies? Oh, see here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. pierogies. <laughs> wait. Tim Kirby, another person who pays for his subscription to Sirius XM says, Dave LaGreca, I'm with you. I've seen Seinfeld and I couldn't stand it. Most overrated show ever. Now, here's the thing, and I'm retweeting and liking these tweets because there's actually somebody that's actually defending me. Uh, I've never seen Seinfeld. It could be the greatest show ever. I don't know because I've never seen it. Maybe after I watch Fatso for the 118th time tonight, maybe I'll watch an episode of Seinfeld. Get the honey, Junior. <laughs> God, how great was Dom DeLuise, man? Is there anything better? And we'll get back to the wrestling talk in just a second. Is there anything better than those bloop, the blooper reel from uh, Cannibal Run? I, I've said it in the past. If you gave me a choice of being on any movie set of any movie ever made, I would want to sit in on the Cannonball Run because th they look like they had more fun than just about any movie ever made. Could you imagine? I The movie was probably slated to be shot in like a month or two. I guarantee you it took double the amount of time just because of all the bloopers and outtakes and how many times they just laughed their asses off. In some ways, the bloopers are more funny than the movie. Uh, I, and and I think both those movies are hilarious. Great, cast and I love the theme well. song. Daniel Morrison of House of Hardcore. You probably remember him under a different name, but he uh, also chimes in. Did you know I've never seen one episode of Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm either? And Tommy Dreamer hates me for it, so I'm not alone in not having seen Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think this has gone a different way than you expected, Bully. I think there's no, a lot more not people. At all. Yep. Not at all. No, it's, here's the thing, Dave. If they want to side with me, that's fine. Ooh. If they don't... Oh! Nita Ooh. Strauss just Ooh, chimed what? in. 
Who? Nita Strauss, the great Who? guitarist. The, the, Who? Just the, just the best guitarist right now in rock and heavy metal. She, oh, she's the girl that dates the King Josh V, right? That's right. She's with the King Josh V. She has never seen an episode of Seinfeld or Curb Your, Enthe- Curb Your Enthusiasm, whatever the hell the name of the show is. Oh, I am now not she's alone. your now, now she's your best friend. But when she told you about the pineapple on pizza, she still you thought my, she was Satan incarnate. Here's the thing, bully. Here's the here's the you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because here is morally and fundamentally the difference between somebody like me and somebody like you. See, somebody could have a different opinion than me or like things different than I do, and I could still be close to them. I could still be friends with them. Hell, I might even marry them. But you, bully, if they disagree with something that you say, suddenly they're not your friend anymore. You don't want to talk to them and be rude to them like you've been rude to me today. I still respect and love you, even though you choose to waste your time watching shows like Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I still love you. You're still my friend. Can I ask you how we started the show? You wanted an apology for something that shouldn't be apologized for. But you apologized for it anyway. Because that's what I do. Because I'm a nice guy and I want to get over the drama and go on. Because you want to get over with me. Because I'm a professional and we have a show to do. So you know what? Obviously, you're in a bad mood. You wouldn't do, you wouldn't sell anything I was throwing out there to buy. You weren't actually going along with conversations. So I said, you know what? The only way we're going to have a successful show today is if I humble myself and apologize. And that's exactly what I did for the sake of the show. So you were chasing the hug. Yes. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. (laughs) I'm a hug chaser. Okay? All you had to do. And it really wasn't even about the apology to me. It was about the apology to the nation. And, and listen, like I said, if they're on my side, fine. If they're not on my side, fine. My point was this. You wasted my time last night. I didn't waste and your time. And then you break my chops about not seeing all these movies, but you've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm nope. or Seinfeld. And now you're going, oh, but Nita didn't see it either. We're, well, we're busy people. We, oh, we, but Nita, we busy. Nita I, you know why? Nita, I, was busy. I was backstage with I Nita, and I had pizza no, with Nita, no. and I was hanging out with Nita, That's and Nita true. got me tickets, and, and I like Nita, no, and I like her wrong. mascara, and I like the way Nita plays guitar. And I like Daniel, and I like everybody else. I like everybody in the nation, even, Nita, the, people, Nita, Nita. even the people who love Seinfeld and love Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know what? That's fine. You're still my friend. You're still a nation member. I don't hate just for the sake Did of you tell because they're different than what I... And I will go a step further. You know why? Because I was creating this show. So when I was there and I was forming this show that people love and adore, I didn't have time to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. And by the way, maybe I was going through a divorce. Maybe I just had a baby. Maybe I was going to college. There's reasons why I didn't have time to plant my ass on the sofa and watch a stupid-ass show like Seinfeld. Screw which him. Divorce? Which divorce? What has divorce? he ever done for two? me? What has he ever done for me? Nothing. Neither hack. Neither He's a hack. A hack. Neither Neither and I. A hack. Neither 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 a hack. Not funny. Not funny. Put him on a stage and give him a microphone. He bombs. Alex, he bombs. get Jerry Seinfeld on the phone. 
Oh, I'm working on one better than Cast that right members. now. Cast members. One's a racist. The other one's a jackass. Screw that show. I ain't watching it. If I ain't watching that stupid-ass show, I'm watching Fatso tonight and wrestling. Fatso and wrestling. You're watching a dreamer match. God. And then Marissa, the boss. Just because she's the boss, she feels she can chime in whenever she wants. I hope she walks into the studio and smacks you in the face. <laughs> so I put a tweet out uh, saying, says alert, we've just discovered that David LaGreca has never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Yes. What should be his punishment? There's no punishment. Would you like to know what some of the nation thinks about you, Dave? All right, you know what? You know what my punishment is? I never get to enjoy a great show like Seinfeld. That's my punishment. Okay. Uh, Jay says that you deserve a bully bomb through a flaming table. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Islander says, what the, uh, what the F, Dave? You probably eat pineapple on pizza. I do now because my friend Nita said it was good. I tried and I liked it. Nita and I. Nita it's called, no, Nita it's called getting a suggestion from a friend and maybe not having experienced something and then experiencing something for the first our time. Our friend, <laughs> crazy, really quick, boy, our friend Crazy Nikki says, I'm actually shocked. Seinfeld seems like it's the Dave LaGreca show. It's his humor, it's his jokes, everything. You see? Nikki's a smart girl. I knew I always liked her. She's, you call her Crazy Nikki. That's, okay. that's like a term of endearment. Oh, is it? Oh. Like, oh my oh, God, Nikki, she's so crazy okay. fun. <laughs> She's so right, though. I, you know what? Until this latest conversation, I was going to give it a chance. Now I'm not giving it a chance. I can't wait till Nita finds out that you actually said to me that you thought CeCe DeVille was a better guitar player oh, than Nita. Such, see, now you talk trash. CeCe DeVille is not nearly as good a guitar player. See, this is, again, fundamentally, morally, and everything else, I don't need to lie to instigate stuff. I can just do it with the facts of what's actually going on. I'm not lying. Yes, that's a lie. That's oh what you just God, said Dave. is a lie. You, you don't know need what to happens? lie, bully. Sometimes People we have like private conversations People and you like get embarrassed liar, that I bring no. them up on the air. C of all the guitar players, CC DeVille, the that one that you pick out of your ass? But that's what I said. When you told oh. me that you thought CC DeVille <laughs> was a better it's, guitar player than Nita Strauss, see, I was now, like, really, CC DeVille? Now you've lost all credibility because now everybody knows that that's a lie. Now they're going to have to pick and choose what's the truth from you, and that's what hurts. That's what I, you know. What though, bully? Even though you lied, I still love you. You're still my friend. Are you ready to get back to my true friends, my family, the busted open nation? Stop chasing the hug. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.